Hey, peeps, this is Trish. I want to share something with you today. So back in the day when I was starting Spring OT, we had grown, we had some admin help, we had a therapist or two, and I had systems, let's put that in quotations, meaning I had like spreadsheets and Google Docs and more spreadsheets and a few emails. And finally, my therapist and my team, very small team, begged me to do something all under one umbrella. No more duct tape systems, they said, Trish. Please, please get a real system. So what did you do, Trish? Well, Ashley, let me tell you, <laughs> I always talk about time being precious and needing to buy back our time because we've only got two assets. We've got time is money and time is the most limited resource that we have. I'm on a mission to help OT entrepreneurs save that time, no more $10 tasks, so that you can use it for what really matters. And that is being the CEO of your company who can implement your growth. Only you can do that. Agreed. So, yeah, I know. I know you believe in this. So when you have systems in place, everything just falls into line. That chaos that you feel turns into order. The duct tape goes away. And you know, you become clear and have more control. So I want you, the listeners, to imagine what it would be like to have more time to pursue the ambitions and the mission and the impact that you want to have as you grow your OT business instead of just drowning in all those routine tasks. So you turned all that chaos into order and <laughs> yep. you got a system in place yep. and not just, you know, papers and Excel and duct tape, but you got an EMR that exactly. brought everything together. That is exactly why I built Therabyte for OTs just like you who are growing your business. And I know that that's a past version and a current version of you as you step back into working a little bit with clients. So uh, if you are still looking for that EMR to suit your needs, Therabyte is the EMR for OTs. So head over to therabyte.app to learn more about it. And if you want to hang out a little bit more with me, not only did I build the Therabyte, but I'm also guest coaching in Trisha's program, Road to 100K, until the end of June. We're so check that out, a, too. We're happy to have a systems expert in there. Thanks, Ashley. You're welcome, Trish. Take care. Therabyte.app. Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams. A Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. 
Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome OT entrepreneurs to the OT's Get Paid podcast, episode 59, where we will be discussing why I hate the term side hustle. Now, kudos to my parents, (laughs) David and Judy Williams, who had a rule in our house who said, you're not allowed to use the word hate. Sorry, mom and dad, I'm going for the gusto. I'm making a big pronouncement here. I'm going to use it. Why I hate the term side hustle asterisk. Sorry, David and Judy Williams. <laughs> okay, so when I was starting out in my entrepreneurship journey about 2014, at first I wasn't really diving into a ton of resources. I was just taking the next best step. And then once I realized there were more resources out there, I started to try to find people to inspire me. And I started listening to a lot of podcasts to find current examples of like modern female, female identifying entrepreneurs. Terms and books and podcasts at that times were girl boss, girl wash your hair, man repeller, anything that I could kind of get my hands on. You'll notice that three of these examples that I've used, Sophia Amoroso, Rachel Hollis, and Leandra Medine, are no longer on the scene. I was really interested in how I could focus my ambition and how I could use millennials who were really driving the second wave of feminism and responsible for the second wave of feminism to solidly push through the glass ceiling. And many, many, many at that time touted the benefit of the side hustle, the benefit of the gig economy. There was a constant emphasis that you can do something outside your main job to get more status, more power, more money, etc. And the term side hustle really further emphasized the narrative of working harder. I do not want to glorify the workaholics. I do not want to continue to glorify the societal worship of busyness. And I do not want to glorify money over everything. Is that a surprise that the OTs get person is saying that? (laughs) Why, yes. (laughs) Because as you'll recall, if you go to our website, you'll find that our ultra big mission at Trish Williams Consulting is to empower OTs 
to claim their financial freedom as strong women, or that's anybody who identifies or has lived experiences as a woman, as women CEOs by growing and scaling their businesses. However, it is never, ever, ever at the expense of health. It is never, ever, ever at the expense of the well-being of your family and your community and your own health. Can you get a sense of a theme in my last few podcasts? Why, yes, this is timely, isn't it? I actually have had this card sitting in my Trello, uh, OTs get paid Trello board for a while that I wanted to talk about this. And the more I dug on this topic, I realized how timely it is as I myself personally can no longer glorify overworking because I don't have it to begin with. I don't have the availability to do that with my own health. Do we have to work harder than ever? Let's talk more about the problem of side hustle. The two pieces that I really wanted to discuss is that connotation that says it is go, go, go over sustainability. That's the main point number one here. The go, go, go over sustainability. And the second point that I'm going to be talking about going forward is that ambition has also shifted. I'm a Gen Xer. I have another solid 15 work years ahead of me, maybe 10, maybe 12. And to get to me to 65, and I can't even imagine retiring. I'd like to have my, you know, toe in something at all given times going ahead. However, those who are my age and younger are collectively saying, I'm exhausted. I don't want to go through the glass ceiling anymore. I want to lie down (laughs) and look up at the glass ceiling and have a drink, a little glass of sparkling water with lime, and have a little nap. (laughs) And this really does butt up against that sexy idealization, particularly of people in social media who think, work hard, hustle, get the life I want, whoop, whoop, and influencers still glorify that side hustle. And the side hustle isn't going to carry us anymore. And as I said earlier, it's outdated thinking. In the fall of 2021, Gallup did a survey of 13,000 U.S. employees, and they found that the top quality that women sought in a job, now I recognize this is corporate jobs, it's not entrepreneurship, was a greater work-life balance and better personal well-being. That was ahead of higher pay and benefits. That is correlative to my very unofficial study of the hundreds and hundreds of OT entrepreneurs that I have spoken to in both the start, growth, and scale phase. The reason for their OT business is for freedom, followed by the ability to make more money. And particularly the other thing we hear a lot about is have that passion and desire to help others that they can't do inside a corporate setting. But we're fried. Let's look at a few factors that affect sustainability, and ambition. In 2001, according to the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, the average Canadian home price was $175,000. I chose that year for two reasons. One, it's the year that I bought a home. Now, I was in the Toronto market, completely different. I think it was about double. I did check. I think it was about $300,000 in 2001 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I also chose that year because, according to the Bank of Canada... Hey, Trish. 
yes, Ashley? As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. The U.S. home prices mirrored Canada's. And I know we've got international listeners from all over the world, and I'm going to be bopping back between U.S. and Canada. And then there's some studies that are more international that I'll be referring to going forward. However, in 2001, the U.S. home prices mirrored those of Canada until the big recession in 2008. Also, I think we need to assume that the U.S. home prices have a wider spread. There's more people in the U.S. compared to Canada have more outliers. They have much, you know, more people in the lower class and much wealthier people as well. And Canada tends to sit in the middle. But anyways, that's the number we've got for now. Currently in Canada, in 2022, the average home price is $629,000. We also need to understand how that is influenced by the very hot real estate markets of Vancouver and Toronto, which are some of the hottest in North America. So Gen Xers like me and some boomers who are easing into some retirement or looking more towards retirement are thinking to themselves, how am I going to get equity out of my house that I probably bought for less? And yet to there's nothing much, there's not a lot of cheaper alternatives right now to even downsize into. And millennials and younger, like my children, are saying, how am I even supposed to afford that house? Am I supposed to do more? Doing more is not going to make up for that difference. That difference of 21 years, but still incrementally a massive, massive leap because we know salaries, et cetera, haven't changed that much. And that's just one large purchase. I'm not even talking about inflation rates, et cetera. Number two effect on sustainability of the go-go culture and the change in ambition has been the effect of the pandemic on women. And again, as you know, people who identify as women, so that's our vernacular here at OTs Get Paid. McKinsey did a study in 2021. And pre-COVID, they recognized that men and women dropped out of the traditional workforce the same rate. Women didn't drop out more than men. It was, on average, over time, the same dropout of the workforce rate. After March 2021, they found that one in four women dropped out of the workforce compared to one in five men. Let's dig a little deeper here. Some of the main groups that were most affected by dropping out of the workforce were women, women of color in particular, and people who came from emerging nations. There's a fantastic podcast I did with Carolyn 
and it's uh, on who's an entrepreneur from an OT entrepreneur from South Africa, and it's about her trying to build a business in really difficult political climates. I it's very well received. Lots of you have downloaded it. I encourage you to go listen to that if you haven't already. So, what are some of the solutions to advancing gender equality? McKinsey found that not only is there a higher rate of dropping out, but it is a very difficult re-entry into the workforce that, that disfavors women, and again, particularly women of color. And for those of you or those of us who didn't leave the workforce, there is increased pressure all around. And McKinsey did some amazing, asked some amazing questions in their study about how COVID affected certain parts of women's overall health after the pandemic. This particular study looked at North America. It broke out Canada and the U.S. and Europe. It clumped together Brazil, Mexico, China, India, and Australia. So I really like this study. 55% of women felt that in the workforce felt that COVID affected their physical health. Almost 60% reported adverse effects in their household responsibilities. 60% were affected by connection and belonging. 60% felt that COVID affected their workload, meaning it increased. And almost 70% of every woman that was in the workforce that was polled found that COVID affected their mental health. And this is why the term side hustle Physical, I get to have a physical response to this because I think about how this term really equals women having to add more. How is that possible with what we have just heard in this study? The solution, in part, is to work smarter. The solution, in part, is to plan for those of you who have a business, we're going to kind of break it out between those of you who have a business and those of you who are starting out. For those of you who have a business, it's all about strategy. You know that here at OTs Get Paid, we have a framework. And the framework is based on three pillars. The first one is increasing profit. The second one is increasing your clarity. And the third is increasing your impact. And in our second pillar, increasing clarity, is where we address for anybody that comes to work with me, whether it's in the Road to 100K or the 100K Club, that is where we start talking about strategic planning. It is working smarter, not harder. We want to make sure that you have a business that is running smoothly, that is focused on the financials, marketing, operations, etc., that everything is in place there before any kind of expansion, before any kind of extra side hustle, extra programming, etc. You need a foundation and what those best business practices are. If you don't know where you fall, by the way, go to the podcast resources link in this podcast and take the OTs Get Paid quiz to see where you land. If you are in the start, growth, or scale phase based on our framework, and it will also give you ideas and tips for where to go next on how to, depending on what stage you are for growing your business. So ultimately, it's my job is really about 
improving the infrastructure of your business and addressing the real barriers to success without glorifying overwork or over hustle. The third pillar, as you heard me talk about in the OTs Get Paid framework, is increasing impact. And that is all about increasing and helping your community. We know that women do more for their community with their money, do more for their families with their money, spend more on self-care and help with their money. So we encourage working in alignment as well. I know there are those of you who are running the numbers, who are thinking of starting and don't know what to do, and you're thinking wholeheartedly that you want your current job to fund your side gig. Your full-time job, you're thinking, how can I scale back? You're running the numbers to four days a week. How can I spend more time with my family? And how can I create this side gig and have my full-time job carry this until the glorious day (laughs) when it's my full-time gig? And you're thinking about the freedom of entrepreneurship to change positions. The problem with that is you will ultimately be running two businesses and you will be working more hours. That's just what will happen. It happens to everybody. It happened to me in 2018, and it happens to many of the people that come to me that want to participate in the 100K club. They're at the around the 100,000 mark, and they're like, Trish, I'm working so hard, and I can't possibly do everything that there is to do. Again, we are not about glorifying the side hustle, and I am very aware of how financial stability is so important, which is why the solution here, again, I'll say it, is to improve the infrastructure of your business and address the real barriers to success, which is what our framework does here at OTs Get Paid. And it's been proven time and time and time again. Lastly, for everybody, we need to reevaluate what ambition is. So I've addressed the first part in terms of the go, go, go and the hustle, hustle, hustle for a side hustle that doesn't create a lot of sustainability. And in order to start your business and grow your business, we need to have it based in best practices, address the real barriers to success, not just add more. And we do that here through the EOTs Get Paid framework. Everybody needs to reevaluate ambition. It's not just about getting the most anymore. It's not just about higher and faster and stronger. And as I said, we address that in the third pillar of impact in the OTs Get Paid framework. Kate Bowler wrote a great book called No Cure for Being Human. And she talked about how the new ambition is a drive for healthier self and a desire for a stronger community about you and a desire for a more just world. And I read parts of this book after I had actually created the framework for OTs Get Paid, which talk, that's really what Pillar 3 is all about. It's about having more impact, doing more with your money. And that, my friends, does not translate into adding one more thing or working harder 
on your side. Hustle. It's knowing how to build a sustainable business. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I'm doing it in real time as I live and breathe. I continue to double and triple down. This is why I'm sharing the things that I'm sharing about my own health journey at this point. While medically they haven't, you know, given me or or really solved a myriad of symptoms, I sure have had to do what's in my control to try to figure out what's happening medically. And so much of that is leaning into being human, being healthier in myself, building a stronger community around me, and trying my best, for example, by returning to camp, paying it forward, and building a bigger and more just world. Happened to be a place I spent a lot of time as a child. And for straight-A students that we all were and for perfectionists that we all are, (laughs) this is hard. And so I hope by the end of today's podcast that you have thought about these two factors, sustainability and how ambition has shifted, and have heard some really interesting statistics, and have heard how these things have changed since 2015 onward, and also specifically the pandemic, and that now you feel very, very aware of how you are going to grow and scale your business and start your OT business. And I am encouraging you to reject that term side hustle. Really think about what it brings up inside you. And think about what is the best way for you to service your OT business and as an OT entrepreneur. Until next time. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.